ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. Discover for yourself how God is able to change your life forever through the ministry of Bishop Dagwood Mills. Dagwood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 1,200 churches worldwide. He is an international healing evangelist and author of several best-selling books. He also conducts work of ministry conferences all over the world and has established the Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center. Now, listen to Dagwood Mills. We thank you for the great provision that you make for us tonight as we receive your holy word. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Please turn with me to John chapter 4. And we are going to read our scripture. For this session, and I, um, I want somebody to read it out for us. And he that reapeth, receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. John 4, 36. Amen. Let's read from verse 34. John 4, 34. Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth, receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth, and he that reapeth may rejoice together. Amen. So, 
he that reapeth this harvest, the harvest that comes by doing the will of God, receives wages. The wages that are here mentioned are incomes, earnings, returns, salaries, um, compensations, payments, payoffs, remunerations, emoluments, reinvestments, allowances, fees, fees like professional fees, school fees, doctor's fees, pastor's fees, professional fees, honorarium, it's a type of wages, awards, Awards. Award is a prize or a certificate that a person is given for doing something. Prize for being the best student at the Anakazo Bible School one time was an iPad. Yeah, it's an it's an award. Somebody won it. That's why some of us cannot buy phones because you have not been receiving such awards. If you are having awards, you may not even know the price of a phone, but you will have it because it will be delivered to you. The next one are rewards, benefits. Another one is advances most of the time when we wherever we work you can get an, a salary advance and sometimes god sees your heart and before you even start working he sends the payments when he sees that your heart is right he says oh bless him in advance of the work that you are you are supposed to do Benefits. A lot of different things are benefits. Non-monetary benefits. When you work at the bank, some at a certain level, not only the bank, other places, you can belong to certain clubs. If you are traveling, you travel in a certain way. In the same way, when it comes to God's work, he may give you certain benefits. Yes. When some people saw pastors playing golf, it was hurting them. They were feeling pains. They were not expecting us to be there. They thought we would never have such benefits. Wow. Stipend. Stipend. It's a sum of money given to a student.
even when you are learning how to be a shepherd and you are learning how to do the work of God, you haven't learned it well. There can be wages and benefits. Whilst you are training, God may be sending rewards and blessings for you. Hallelujah. So, you may also be a student in school working for the Lord. And before you realize, you are getting stipends, benefits that are given to students. Yes. For instance, when you work for the Lord as a student, you rarely lack a beloved. Rarely. Beloveds are easy for those who work for the Lord. Those who don't work for the Lord struggle for anybody to like them. Once you work for the Lord Because of the ointment The virgins love thee A normal student leader Who is a Christian leader Or an elder Or a worker In the house of the Lord Will have at least 25 people Falling in love with him at a time. Yeah. At least 25. But when when you are not one of those working, you propose 25 times to 25 different people. And you'll be bouncing like a soccer ball all over the place. You'll not know why. Yeah. Receive your stipends. The next one are remittances. Remittance is the money that is sent to you. To your surprise, money will be sent to you. Many years ago, I was working for God in England. Yeah, I had no time to get a job. Because I was working for the Lord. One day, I received a letter from my grandmother. She had never written to me before. It's the strangest letter of my life. When I opened the envelope, I was shocked. She had sent me 10 pounds. 10 pounds. 10 pounds sterling. Yes. I was a student. I was working for the Lord. I couldn't get a job. 
And that strange letter came out of nowhere. It's what we call remittances. God is sending money over to where you are. Receive it in the name of Jesus. By the time I finish preaching, you'll be rich. And the 20th type of wage are pensions. Pensions are regular amounts paid to you for the services you rendered in the past. Things you did in the past. Yes. All those on pension are receiving money for what they did in the past. When you work for God, uh, he will never forget what you did in the past. Yes. Even your wife will be looked after. Yes. Recently, my wife was telling me about a widow who came to the Kodesh to say thank you for some things. And I said, oh, so-and-so's wife. She said, yeah. We, we minister to her every time because her husband ministered to me when I was in secondary school. Yeah. Her husband spoke to me the word of God when I was in secondary school. He talked to me. He taught me the word of God. He counseled me when I got married. After some time, I speak to him. He spoke to me. I remember everything he said, including standing by my gate and telling me that the largest church is the church which has a lot of small, small branches. Yes. But when he, but we, we, we remember his wife for what he did. His wife never advised me before. But it's his wife. And because it's his wife or his child or whatever, a pension is something you receive for something you did in the past. Yeah. Are you still here? So remember. He that reapeth, receiveth wages. Number two, see God as a giver of rewards. And number three, you will not serve God in vain. God did not ask the seed of Jacob to serve him in vain. Number four, your wages are guaranteed. Because you will be the first partaker of the fruits of the field. It's a, it's a law. 
you must be the first to benefit. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 6. The husband man that laboreth must be the first partaker of the fruits. This is a rule. And verse 7. Consider what I say and the Lord will give you understanding. Amen. The husband man that laboreth must be, eh? must, must be, is determined. Once you work for God, it's determined that you must be the first to partake of the fruits of the field. That's why I pity people who don't work for God. You see, even businessmen, people who say they are doing business, they should all listen. People who say they are doing business, all of you say you are doing business, you are working. I am showing you a master key. You see, I, can have call, I could have called this a message on prosperity. But I don't know what else it is. The Bible is saying that you must be the first to partake. You must be the first to benefit. I must benefit first for planting Lighthouse Chapel International. I must be the first person to benefit. I must be the first to to benefit from going to Switzerland to live there and start a church there. It must be, according to the Bible. I must be the first person to benefit from going to live in London to plant a church that is there today. I must be, according to the rules. If you try to deprive me of that, you are bringing upon yourself a problem. I must be the first to partake of the fruits of going to America to plant a church there and preach the first sermon ever in Lighthouse. Seven reasons why Lighthouse Chapel International must be in the United States of America at uh, uh, Manhattan. I should be the first to benefit from those fruits. According to the word of God. That's the word of God. Unless you've got another version. Yeah. So, he that has done nothing, you, you can see it well at their funerals. It's true. You can see it. There's nothing to say. They are forcing to say something. But when people serve God, You see, I'm teaching you the master key of prosperity. And I'm giving you verse by verse that he that repeats and joins to do this work receives wages, including the businessmen. Look, business is hard, though. Business is hard in Ghana. People are not prospering. 
Work is hard. It's not easy. There are people who have written books even on different streams of income. Working for God is not a job you do in vain. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me how. But I can tell you, it's not in vain. One of our pastors, he took his child to a school. That school was the best school. But the, the school was being run by the church, not Lighthouse, a, a foreign church. And the, the fees are so high, only the top people can go in. One of our lay pastors. So when he went to the school, so <laughs> you cannot, uh, you cannot. It's, it's a high level school. By the way, what do you do? He said, Oh, I'm a pastor also. Pastor! Oh, come. The fees, the school fees are different for pastors. Yes. The school fees are different for pastors. Because this is a church school. Yes. Yes. And the school fees that people are paying thousands of pounds for, he had it virtually free. But you wouldn't know. You see, that's why I said that what I'm sharing, you need faith. And just hear it and believe it. That this thing, eh, you must be the first partaker of the fruit of the work that you are doing. If you think in a carnal way, you cannot understand this message. Because then I may ask myself, okay, I've gone to preach in, in Zerikori. What fruit, what, what am I going to get from that? I've been to preach in Kindia, in Guinea. What is the fruit of that? I've been in Kenema, in Sierra Leone. What, is the, what, what am I get, getting from that? I've, I'm going to preach in South Africa. What is the benefit of that? I've gone to preach here. What is the benefit? That is not how we think. That is the wrong way of thinking. You see, when you relate it that way, then you become, you, you change and you put the mark of the beast on the work you are doing. The mark of the beast is that I must get a profit. I must get something from this. No. No. You cannot, you cannot use profit making or money making to link with the word of God. Then, because you will then destroy the work. Then you only go and preach where people have money. I cannot explain, of course, I can explain by angel activity. How God blesses and how God pays wages through angels. This is what I can explain. But I can't explain the connection in the natural. I cannot tell you the connection between going to have a crusade and prosperity. Because if anything, we rather spend money and throw money away. If that is what you are looking for, you will not do the work of God. I can't tell you the connection between going to look for a soul 
in a poor part of Accra or going to find somebody who is ungrateful and teach the person the word of God and your prosperity. I can't, but I can tell you that. The husband man that laboreth must be the first partaker of the fruit. That one I can tell you, but I can't explain to you the connection. I, it, I must be. I must be. Yes. You must be. One way or another, this scripture will come to pass for those who work for Jesus Christ. Most people work for themselves. But God is telling you, I also have a farm. My farm is my people who I died for. Choose to be a farmer for me. And see. Trust me. And see. Yeah. Number five. You will receive wages for seeking the kingdom of God first. Matthew 6. 33. Matthew 6. Matthew, reading from verse 25, Matthew 6, if you have a red letter Bible, you'll see that it's all in red. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Amen. Amen. For what is your life? What shall you eat? What you shall drink? Nor yet for your body. What you shall put on. Amen. Amen. Are you listening? Behold. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air. They sow not and they do not reap. Nor do they gather into bands. Yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? You see, if you don't have faith, this particular message, you can't understand it. Huh? Verse 27. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Verse 29. And I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God, verse 30, so clothe the grass of the field, hmm, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you O ye of little faith. 
Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewith shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these. Verse 33, which is the famous verse. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. Matthew 6.33 The champion scripture of prosperity. Amen. There are four things here. Number one, Matthew 6.33 confirms that when you truly serve God, eating, drinking, and clothing yourself will be the easiest things for you. Amen. All your life. All your life. Eating. Drinking. What shall we be clothed with will be the easiest for your life. Yes. And if if you like food, you should like this scripture. Yes. Amen. Amen. Today's, do we, is secondhand clothing still very popular? Yes. Huh? Yeah. Bend down boutique. Seek ye first the kingdom. The reason why you have to go and get something that somebody you don't know has won, or maybe a dead person has won. Maybe the clothes were removed from a dead body and brought to you. You are wearing a dead man's clothes. That's Obroni Wewu, the Obroni who has died. Obroni Wewu. The Obroni Wu as Wu. The Wu is the die. Obroni is a white man. Wewu. He has Wu died. <laughs> Listen, oh, those of you who like food. You must like this scripture, Matthew 6.33. You will never struggle with food all your life. Yes. Till you die. If you seek the kingdom of God first. I used to know the price of corned beef. My wife and I, we used to do calculations to buy one 
tin of corned beef. Yes. We sat down when we started this church. At that time, I was even working as a doctor. Yeah. And we calculate after church. We put two and two together. See if we can put. Because my wife can cook fast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you, not that you can cook fast or slow, but you can't cook. Either fast or slow. Hey. You can sport, but you can't cook. You can buy hair, but you can't cook. You can do your nails, but you can't cook. Your husband is a scavenger in the house. He's a struggler. He's always scrounging. Yes. Listen. If you listen to me, listen carefully. Your life is going to be transformed. Look. Every food today that I don't know how much it costs, I used to know how much it costs. Yes. Let's start with Kelewele. Let's start with Kelewele. Yes. Yes. I knew the different Kelewele sellers. Those who count two, two. They, they use the two fingers like this and they count it like this. I knew all of them. Yes. They count it like this. I didn't like them at all. But based on the money that I had, when they counted, it doesn't favor me. It wasn't good at the time. Yes. Corn beef. I knew the price. All these things, I've, I've lost contact with them. I've lost contact. I don't know what it costs. God has elevated me. Food and drink. I, I don't think about it in my life. Yes. But I knew the cost. Kebab. <laughs> I knew what how much is one. Yes. I knew how much is one. Are you there? And what again? Milk. Milk. I knew. I deal milk. I knew how much it was. Today I don't know how much it is. Yes. Corn. Abele. The boiled one. 
I knew how much it was. <laughs> Today, if I want it, I'll say, buy all. Yes. Yes, buy all. All that is there, buy all and bring it. If you like food, Matthew 6.33 is your, is your scripture. Keep reaching, One day we went for a crusade at Circle. And when at Circle, Kwame Nkrumah Circle, when we were leaving, there was an orange seller whose face looked very sad because people had left and her oranges were there. She was still holding the oranges like nobody had bought it. When I saw my heart was touched, and I said, buy all, buy all the oranges for the, from the girl. Are you the one I sent? You are the one I sent to buy the oranges. Yes. Buy all. I don't know how much it costs. Yes. Just buy the one is on her head. Buy it. Uh, in London, I say I knew the price of everything. You see, uh, what do you call that? KFC. Yes. McDonald's, is the, they, they cannot bring it here. But KFC, something like that. I had a friend who was working there. Like he showed me his branch. He said, when I come, I should stand at the, at the, at the, at the door like that. He will sort me out. I took a train far. I don't have money. I don't have money. I don't have money. And I stood there. When he saw me, he nodded. I've seen you. I've seen you that you are here. Yeah. I stood and he signaled me. And I moved forward. And there it was. I said, Charlie, see you later. Every food I knew the price Today I can get 25 people after church And say I want KFC How many will buy for me KFC Look at it Thousands of KFC I'll get the buckets plenty How does it happen Seek ye first The kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things, all these things shall be added unto you. I'm telling you. But again, if you don't have faith, you cannot understand my preaching. You, you will not know how it can be possible. Yeah. Number two, it shows that if you seek the kingdom of God first, you will have a house. Because you need the house to make food. And you will have a car because you need a car to go and buy the food which God has promised you will have. 
and you will have a house, you, you will have a wardrobe to keep the clothes that he said he will clothe you with. Receive your wardrobes. Receive ten wardrobes. Receive your wardrobes. In Jesus' name. Every woman deserves a large wardrobe. Those of you who have been searching for your things in suitcases and portmanteaus and trunks, God is lifting you to have wardrobes. Princess Diana, her wardrobe was the width of ten houses. Together, ten houses. Princess Diana's wardrobe was ten houses. So one house, I don't know where it will get to here. Times ten, stuck in a line of dresses. Yes. What a wardrobe. Before shoes. For ten houses, you imagine... Joined together. Do you know Beverly Hills? Have you heard of Beverly Hills? Who, who is in Beverly Hills? All the stars. All the stars. Yeah. One day I went to Beverly Hills. And I entered, I entered the house. I said, wow. You know, America, they have a way of taking you to every part of the house. When they took me to the wives, the ladies, wardrobes, I said, wow. To take a dress is a project. Yes. It's not like how yours are deep inside you. You see them arranged like that. Arranged. Yes. Yes. He that reapeth receiveth wages. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He says, don't worry. I will clothe you. He's promising three things. I will clothe you. I will feed you. I will give you what to drink. Yes. Take no thought about it. The third key to enjoying the benefit of Matthew 6.33 is that you have to think about you, you don't have to have your mind on physical things. You see, which is a difficult thing for businessmen to do because this message is for businessmen also. You may be a businessman, but your, the Bible says don't take thought for what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear. No. Don't, don't, don't let... This is how the Gentiles think. This is how... People who don't know God, this is how they behave. Their whole mind is for themselves. 
The whole life is I. They think of three people: I, myself, and me. All their lives is towards getting things for themselves, and all my life is doing things for other people. That's all my life. What am I doing for myself? What am I doing for myself? All my life is doing things for other people. For others. All my books, I'm, I'm writing it for others. If I write a book about church growth, I write a book, I, I, I'm experiencing the church growth. If I write a book on this, on that, it's all for whatever. So, don't take thought for yourself and your life. You see, rarely can you find a businessman whose mind is on God and on God's house. That's why when you are even raising funds, it's as though you are extracting a tooth. The best person I can liken a pastor who is raising funds is a, to is a dentist. And it's not coming. And we have to give you anesthesia to calm you down so you don't feel it. You have to call the singer to sing. To anesthetize you so that you give. Amazing. How many businessmen are thinking about God's work? How many students are thinking about God's work? Like you are a student, but your mind is on God. I was a student. I was a student. I was in medical school. I wasn't in the lower school. I was in a high school. A serious school. Only 50 of us in, in one class. 55 oh, one, for a year. The whole country. You have to be chosen. Only one medical school. I was in that school. So, so why you want to talk about medical That is the school I went to. And that's what I talk about. I have no apologies. Yeah. I don't feel shy about it. That's the school that I went to. It's difficult to get into that school. And in the school, my mind was on the way, especially after my second year. During my second year, I wavered a bit. I, was, I, I tried to do well. My, my aim was to do well at a point. I really tried to do well. But the way the exam turned out, I just escaped by the by the, 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 the hairs of my teeth. <laughs> After second year, I took a, a, I made a kind of vow. I said, from today, I just want to pass. I don't, I don't want to get, do, I don't want to do well just to pass and come out of this school. And from then, the second year that I struggled, uh, from the day that I took this Matthew 6 decision, uh, the third year, I had three more years after second year, third, fourth, and final. From the day that I took this Matthew 6, 33, this is a master key to prosperity. Third year, I was the top in my whole class. 
I had it. Don't clap, don't clap. What's, I mean, it, what about fourth year? And what would you say when I get to the fourth year? Don't clap. Yes. I was at the top. You, you can only, usually you pass, you know, in medical school we have three. You pass, okay, fail, then pass. Then if you pass, you are happy. But after, after passing, you can get a credit, what we call credit, or you can get a distinction. Yeah, if you do very well, you get a distinction. If you do very well, but not very, 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 very well, you get a credit. So in a whole class, maybe for all the subjects, maybe three or four people may get credit. The rest will pass and some will fail. Or no credit at all. That's what distinction is. It doesn't come in usually in our time. In our time, I had a distinction. No, nobody else had a distinction in any, in any subject. In any subject. I alone had a distinction. Yes. And the rest, I passed. No, it, and I, I was getting credit in all of them, and they didn't want to give it to me. But when I went for the exam, they were asking so many strange questions. I didn't know what they were even talking about. <laughs> I just left them. But after I found out that, oh, no, no I was just about to cross into grab, but they didn't want to. Yeah. So I was top of my class. That's when I decided I don't care about this school again. Wow. That's when I... It's, it's supernatural. But I can't explain it. Then the next year, fourth year, there was a prize for the two best students in, in medicine, in, in the class. The prize was called a Valco Award. You are given a ticket. You are given thousands of pounds. You are sent to England, whatever. And I won the prize. Two of us, best students. I was walking down the stairs. You have won the Valco Prize here. So, so what do I do? So you go to Valco office. And what do you do? So you, you tell them you've won the prize. So I took it. I went to Valco. I said, here I am. So very good. Your ticket, your money, thousands. And take all. Wow. Yes. Uh, that's, that's what I said. I, I'm not interested in this school again. I'm interested in God's work. That's, yes. Then, don't clap. What will you say about the final year? What will you say about the final year? What will you say about the final year? I'm telling you what happened practically. It's history. It's true. And the final year, I passed by God's grace. Then they wrote a letter to me. You are in the top five in the whole class. So there's no need to go to the district. Come here and be whatever. I said, I have, I have another. I have another welding view in view. I have. I'm finished. Because you see, God was giving me advanced, advanced payments. Yes, advanced. He, he had already seen that from second year, I will never serve anybody except I serve God. He saw it in second. So he started sending me advanced payments. I bought a car with my own money from the price I got. I bought a car whilst I was in school. Yes, a car, bought a car and brought the car to Ghana and used it as hiring car. Once I was a student, a medical student, I had it. My car was moving international. It used to go for international hiring trips. Yes. As a student, I was, I was receiving advances. Not, not last week. Advance, I told you about advances. It's long in advance of whatever you are doing. Oh, yeah. I look at people, I say, you rarely have I met a businessman whose heart is for God. And you can never know the secret of somebody's prosperity unless you know the person's heart. Hallelujah. Yes.
Oh, yes. So when I had a beloved, and when the car came, I cleared it from the harbor, and I told her, oh, it's for you. So even her father, her father was dazzled. You see, Nomiya, he didn't want to see somebody like me. But her father became confused. He realized that, no, that slim half-caste guy, no. Charlie, something day inside. I'm talking about Matthew 6:33. First, not second, not third. God knew from second year MB2, He knew that this man has given up everything. That's why when I finished school, I had to do my housemanship as a, as a requirement, as part of this. Otherwise, you are not signed up. As soon as I, from the day that I, that was it, I have been in this work. Yeah. I have no regret. And whether it will work or it will not work, that was it. Yeah. Now, the, the, the final secret here is that Matthew 6.33 is your secret to becoming as rich as Solomon. Wow. Mm. He said, consider the lilies of the field. They labor not they toil not, they don't sow, they don't reap, but God has made them greater. Even Solomon cannot reach the rank, the level of people who God looks after with this secret of Matthew 6.33. Yeah. Solomon with all his wealth is not like Somebody who God just looks after. That's why I say, you know, I was writing a book about these curses and so on. You see, Jews, when God said, I will bless you, he told Isaac, look, stay here, I will bless you. That's all. The only work Isaac did for God was to stay where God told him to stay. The work of Abraham was to go. The work of Isaac was to stay. It was Jacob whose work Increase and be said, I will pay tithes, I will do this, the God will be my God, and I will build his house. But Abraham's work was to move, Isaac's work was to stay, Jacob's work was to do one or two things. And he said, And I will bless you. Today, many Jews have even changed their names. Yes. But just look at the where are Jews? The head of Microsoft is a Jew. Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, Facebook, the owner of Zuckerberg, and the owner of Facebook, is a Jew. Twenty-eight-year-old boy is a Jew. The owner of all these Warner Brothers, this CNN, and all those—they are all Jews. Those who make all the films—they're all Jews. The owners of the big supermarkets, the founders—they are all Jews. It's a small group. It's like saying that all those people are maybe fanties. A fanti is the owner of this. A fanti is this. A fanti is this. Or maybe, like maybe the Equapims. They are, oh, Equapim is the founder of this. Equapim is the owner of this. Equapim is the owner is the owner of Goldman. All the big banks, they are all. Jews have always been money lenders. All the 
big bank Goldman Sachs, all Jews. All the shops in America, Macy's, CS, all the big, all are Jews, owned by Jews, founded by Jews. So when God says, I, I will bless you, he said, I can't explain. But Jacob said it when he was going. He said, the, the, he said the, 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 the angel of the Lord who has been with me all through my life. Yes. God has been with you. When God is with you, even business you are doing, it will work. You ask a lot of businessmen, they are not making profit. All those selling milk, sugar, almost all of them are not making profit. All the roadside, sometimes they have done give them so just be sitting there for selling something. But actually, they are not making any profit. He said, I will bless you. I will bless you. be more than Solomon. Solomon cannot compare to you. I wish business people will have this heart for God. I wish every worker, I wish every lay person, even full-time pastors, will have this heart for God. Because sometimes I, I struggle with even full-time pastors. I can see that their heart is not, that's what even brings the that their heart is not to that extent that let's, let's give ourselves to the Lord. It's not. Matthew 6.33 The things which people are fighting for will be added unto you. If, if you ask me what is my great secret, the great secret is Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33. I heard Bishop Oyedepo say, he said, God dropped it into his spirit. Matthew 6.33. He said that is his greatest secret for prosperity. You see, I used to be a little ashamed of Matthew 6.33. You know, it's a very scripture union type of verse. So like in charismatic circles, it doesn't sound powerful like prophetic words and powerful scriptures. It sounds basic. One time in the middle of the night, I was listening to Bishop Oedipo speaking, preaching. And I heard him say, God gave him that secret. Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. God gave it to him. And he mentioned the date. He said, from that day, that was it. And he said, when he was a student... Yeah, people will ask him, you are, are, you, are you serious? He said, look, I'm a full-time Christian before I'm a student in this school. Yes, I'm full-time as a Christian. Yes. I heard him announcing, said he has built more than one university, more than one of Legon. Yes. Just as an individual. When they mention the monies that they are using, you can't even relate with it. Yeah. And he's telling you that his secret is this verse. But you see, the verse sounded too scripture union, like a basic law by Christian who hasn't developed. Right. He's saying, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. It's what we learn in the scriptures. It doesn't sound powerful. 
Although it was my secret, but when I heard him say, I said, oh, 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 I've seen somebody else. So I've, I've also decided to come out with my secret. Receive that secret in your life. Look at what the Bible says. These are the things that the Gentiles seek. God is looking at us behaving like unbelievers. There should be a difference between a Christian businessman, a Christian worker, a Christian politician, a Christian whatever, that they are seeking the kingdom of God first. Yes. Our brothers on the other side, they are building their temples. A lot of their, that religion, they have it that you have to build one of their temples. You say to Christians to build a church, they'll be looking at you. Even the richest people who can pay for, they don't pay for anything. And you look at the church and you see literally poverty all over. Poverty and difficulty. And it's this only offerings. Every time, give an offering. Give offering, do this. Give offering. You know, come give thousand, give this, give that. As if that is what is going to release money. You see, God, God, God is not, God... God is not in need of anything. Even if you don't give any offering, the work of God goes on. It goes on with your giving, without your giving. I am calling on you to carefully consider these verses. If they are not in the Bible, throw them out. But if it is in the Bible, believe me, it's a master key. And blessing, if I am blessed, if I have experienced any prosperity, I can't also explain it. <laughs> because I've never set out to make money. Yeah, never set out to make money. Money is one of the lowest, is the lowest uh, thing that I need or want. Amazing. And you see people, a book that you you have to sell it. You have to make this. You have to get this. You have to preach at a rich place. Go to America. Say this here. Go to see rich people. Follow rich. Which rich people do you, which rich person do you see following follow with me? Have you seen me working with businessmen before? No. Carefully look. Do you see me moving, going around with businessmen? See, I'm with this executive top person and so on. Watch and see. All these years. Who are my friends? Who are the people that I'm moving with? I could also say, I want the top whatever, I have to have their car, have this, be one of the top most, what is, it's not what I need. It's not what, rather, as I'm doing that, eh, sometimes when I look at the people who say they are doing business, I, I find it amazing. You are a business. This is business. You say you are into prosperity. If you like, come and let's count. And you see, emptiness, emptiness. Just calculations and debts. Even the banks, a lot of them, if it's hollow, if you go inside, there's nothing. Just arrangements and calculations. You don't have any. If everybody goes for their money tomorrow, you'll be, you'll be, so, you'll be sure what will happen in Ghana. So, I want to encourage you. You know, he that repeth receiveth wages yeah trust god 
I'm not saying you have to be full time. I'm saying seek first the kingdom of God. Let it be your number one aim. Yes. When that happens, <laughs> you have sparked Matthew 6.33. Ah. I can't tell what's going to happen next. Amen. Number six. He that reapeth receiveth super abundance. John chapter 21 verse 1 John 21 verse 1 After these things Oh no Sorry Luke chapter 5 Luke 5 There's one. And it came to pass as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genesaret. And he saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and they were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's. And he prayed him, it's an old word, he asked him or begged him or kind, politely asked him that he would push out a little from the land. So he pushed him out and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking or when he had finished his message, he said to Simon, Ah, thanks for your boat. Thanks for your what? I just happened to sit on your boat for some few minutes. Preaching. He that reapeth, receiveth. He has not asked the seed of Jacob to serve him in vain. You will never serve God in vain. I said you will never serve God in vain. You will never serve God in vain. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, These are some people always have an answer back. Huh? There are some people, whatever you say, they have something else to say. Table tennis, they are playing table tennis. When you say this, they say this. When you say the women should, they say, What about the men? These are how they think all the time. And Simon answering and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night. This is the story of many of us. Toiling, toiling, hair, working, working. I toiled all night in MB2 and I got nothing. I almost failed, I tell you, but I passed. My God, we have never failed in any of those exams. Never had a referred, never repeated nothing. It pains you that I even say these things. Let it pain them. 
We have toiled all the night and taken nothing. Sometimes I wonder whether people cannot do the calculation in their life and see that what have you got from what you are doing? Well, what has it amounted to? What has it amounted to? Huh? All night toiling, working, doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that. What has it? You see, you need to start thinking and analyzing. People don't think in a certain way. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't reason in a certain way. You need to start reasoning. You need to start reasoning. If you reason in a certain way, you will not be in a hurry to go and borrow money. If you reason in a certain way, you will not be in a hurry. The wisest businessmen, they don't borrow money. So, but you, what do you know about money? I, I don't know anything. That's why I'm here. I don't know anything. That's why I'm here. Stupid. Don't let me insult you. Who, who is that? Well, this way. All right. We have toiled all the night. Businessmen, Christians, lay pastors, ask yourself, what have you got from your toil? What about if you drop dead now? It should even revolutionize the way you are thinking. Do you think God doesn't want people who are blessed? He's the, he's the number one blesser of people. When he's blessing you, when, he's, when God is blessing you, you, you will see that you are blessed. He will bless you in a way that you see that you are blessed. Yeah. Because the things you will see, you, you know that you couldn't do it for yourself. No, we have taken nothing. We have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will do my business. Not full-time ministry. I'll do my business at thy word. The same business that I was doing, I'll do it in a different way at thy word. Not that I will come into full-time ministry. Based on what you are saying, I will do my business. At thy word, I will work. I'll do my business at thy word with your word following your counsel following your wisdom I'll do business with your wisdom I will, I, will, I, will, I will go in the daytime even though we don't fish in the day we fish in the night I'll fish in the day at thy word even though I I know you are not a fisherman Jesus you are a carpenter by trade I will at thy word I will do it Wow. And when they had this done, when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes. Huh? And their net break. Their net break. Their net break. The day God blesses you. And you see, uh, the net, which is your bank account, is breaking down based on your money. That is a net. 
and you see that this verse is happening to you. There are some banks, they are not used to the kind of money that God will give you to go and put in that bank. No, this bank, they are not used to, to such things. They can't handle it. And they beckoned their partners which were in the other ship. Now the crisis has, all crises are related to their prosperity. Like it's so much. They beckoned, the net was breaking. Now they have to call others to help them, to come and help them. And they came and they filled both ships so that the ship began to sink. The crisis was getting worse. <laughs> this is the difference between business without Jesus and business with Jesus. Business on your own effort, with your own help, uh, and working in the office with your own, uh, this my degree, this my this, this my this. Then Jesus comes to be in the same business. Not that you have left it to go full time, the same business. And then it starts to break. The net is breaking. The ship is sinking. Eh? Can you imagine a ship sinking from the fish? What type of fish are these? Ah, the whole of Jerusalem will have eaten some of that fish. They filled both the fish, the ships, so that they began to sink. That is why I say, look, study Jews. Study you, you will not find an explanation for their riches except you believe in God. You never, and that's why I believe that. Look, there are people that are, you see, there are people, there is a blessing in Lighthouse. Not that, not that I have seen a blessing, like maybe God has shown me or whatever. I can see it. And I can see that even people who have been humble to even connect themselves, even business people, they have rather prospered. Yes. How do I know? How do I know? Because I can see. How do I know that people have been prospered? You can see when you do any, if I, I finish preaching, I say, oh, here's some envelope, this and that. Oh, let's give this and that. You see for yourself. You don't have to go far. And Simon Peter saw it. He fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me. I am a sinful man, O Lord. Eh? Depart from me. I am a bad person. You can sense the power of God. You say that there is something holy, something fantastic. A miracle had happened. When you give your small boat to Jesus, say, Jesus, use my boat for preaching for preaching. Use my boat for preaching. Look at what has happened. He that reapeth receiveth wages. Now the wages are spoiling your ship. Your ships are sinking. The kind of wages God is going to give you will spoil your current ships, your current boats. Do you believe what I'm saying? Or it's too difficult for you to believe? You are shouting. 
But many young girls, when they tell their missionary proposed to them, they say, no, 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 no. <laughs> I cannot follow you to that place. I cannot follow you to that place. <laughs> I cannot follow you to that place. John 21. John 21. John 21, verse 1. After these things, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And this is how it happened. They were together, Simon, Peter, and Thomas, called Didymus, and Nathaniel, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. I want you to notice something particular in this story. Verse 4. Verse 3. Simon Peter said to them, I go a fishing. I go fishing. And they also say, we will go with you. After three years of training with Jesus, this is what you are going to do. You are going fishing. You've been to Bible school. You've been trained for three years. And you have gone right back to Luke chapter 5 where you were received. And they said, we also go with you. So they went forth and they entered into a ship. And that night, they caught nothing. They were back to square one, catching nothing. Being nothing. Doing nothing. Getting nothing. The same old trick. This is the last chapter of the book of John. That looked for the beginning of their ministry. This was the end. Verse 4. When the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. But I want you to see how they recognized Jesus. I want you to see something. Because it seems that they were more spiritually capable of seeing something that, no, is God. Then Jesus said, children, <laughs> children, have you any meat? Do you have any offering? You have something to give? You have any, any meat? Hey. Fish. Any fish? <laughs> you see when I uh, drop in, you see. Fish, fish, and they said, just like the old time, we have nothing. We have nothing on our own. We have nothing. All our work leads to nothing. And he said, I want you to notice. Try to recognize the voice of God. Cast your net on the right side of the ship. And you shall find. (laughs) Right side. And they cast therefore. And now... 
they were not able to draw it. Prosperity is in the hands of God himself. I'm telling you, prosperity is in the hands of God. Prosperity is in the hands of God. God is the holder of the prosperity, the holder of the fishes, the holder of the cattle, the holder of the money. I'm telling you. Superabundance. And now they were not able to draw it. Right side. Right. Verse 7. Therefore, listen. Listen. The disciple who Jesus loved, that's John. He told Peter, it is the Lord. The, the man standing there is the Lord. I'm telling you, the, the man standing. They couldn't see who it was. The man standing there is the Lord. Look at what has happened. It's the Lord. He, he, yes, he recognized said, No, this thing is the Lord. He said, No, the man there, they couldn't see him. They didn't know it was the Lord. As soon as the thing happened, said, No, it's the Lord. This is it is way is his way. It is it is him. This is how he is. This is what he does. It is the Lord. It is the Lord. It is the Lord. It is the Lord. Can you recognize the Lord through prosperity? You must. Some of you don't recognize God when He's prospering people. John recognized that look the way we prosper, it is the Lord. The way is empty and it's, uh, there's no Lord. But this one, it is the Lord. The way they gave up, what they told us to, what happened, how it turned out, how it turned out, how it turned out, how it turned out. It's the Lord. Couldn't see him. You must recognize emptiness. Huh? You must recognize emptiness. Recognize is nothing. Recognize emptiness. Recognize the Lord. Recog- That's why sometimes you see people in light as they, they are not able to recognize something that God is doing. Look around and see. Even this building, it has been bought years ago. Millions of dollars. US dollars. It's been completed for so many years. We are just using it. People don't recognize the Lord. But John recognized it all. The way our boat is sinking. The way our boat is sinking. It is the Lord. Your boat will start to sink because of the Lord's blessing on your life. Look, your great blessing will come when you start to follow what God says. It's not about changing the job you are doing. But it's the job you are doing is your heart for God. That's what will change everything. And so that what you are doing is what he says you should do in the same work. Look, do you know that from a certain point in the army and in every job, it's about who likes you. 
Like who chooses you? Who likes you? A lot of people have that qualification. It's not by force. You've done PhD, you've done mass, and so what? We don't know. The man who say, I like the lady with the red skirt. That's the one I like. Not the one with the PhD, the one with the red skirt. Yeah. True or not true? Yeah. I like the girl with the red skirt. And she becomes the main person. From a certain point onwards, it's only God. I wish you people would have the ability that John had. He said, it is the Lord. This thing, it is the Lord. 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 Why should somebody who is not in my church sell cement to me? Because my members are too proud to sell cement. Why should somebody who is not in my church sell me cement? Because my people are too proud. They don't recognize that the nearer I am to this, the more I can prosper. They don't even, they don't even know such things. They don't even say, oh, this one is the Lord. Churches that have been built for a thousand years, you can't see it in Accra. I am the small boy in the in this group. I'm the small boy. I'm the youngest. I'm the nobody. I'm the half caste. Nobody even mind me in a certain way. I'm the half caste. Oh, dark. Who is that? that. <laughs> it is the Lord. Recognize. Benihim came here. You know, he was praying for people. But when he called to me, he said to me, he said, you are already anointed. He just looked at me and said, you are anointed. You are already anointed. He didn't pray for me. He said, you are anointed. Yeah. You are, you are already anointed. No, the anointing. He saw spiritual people. John said, this thing is the Lord. You will learn it as you go along. That's why I'm pointing out to you all these Jews and all these things. The first person to invent a car is a Jew. Mercedes Benz, the founder, he was a Jew. And he, he sold it to a, a, a lady whose, a man whose daughter was called Mercedes. And to name the car after his daughter. That's how it was born. But the, the Germans don't like to have that history. <laughs> first car. Most of the top inventions, the USB, all those things, they're all invented by Jews. Yeah. It is the Lord. When you see it, it is the Lord. When you see how it's going, it's the Lord. Look at Nigeria. You have everything and you are poor. Why should you be in Ghana? Ghana is one, one tenth of Nigeria. Small country with nothing. Compared with the oil that you have. Six largest producer of oil. Why should you even be here? Why should children of Nigerians have to send their children to Ghana? To go to school in Ghana. Why? Huh? It's amazing. Try to see you. Try to see. So when Peter heard it was the Lord, is he... He, get, he, he didn't even recognize it was the Lord. And John said, this one is, called, is Jesus. 
Sometimes the big pastors are become some way. Verse 8. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from the land. 200 cubits, dragging the net with fishes. As soon as they were come to the land, they saw a fire of coals. Fire of coals. <laughs> and fish. <laughs> fish which they didn't catch. He was standing on the shore catching fish. While they were catching the ones in the water, he has caught. You don't know where he has caught the fish from. With bread. What you cannot do for yourself, Jesus can do for you. I'm telling you, trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Verse 10. Jesus said unto them, Bring up the fish which you have caught. Come on, bring some of your fish. Simon went up and drew the net to the land full of great fishes. Shoyi, this Shoyi grouper. Eh? Grouper and cassava fish. 153. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. And Jesus said, to them, come and dine, come and eat. I've made fish without fishing, bread without shopping. Hmm? The things that you were seeking, the things that you were seeking, I have it already. Come and eat. And none of the disciples dared ask him, Who art thou? They, they were afraid to say, Good evening, good morning, good evening, good morning. You don't know who you are. The next verse. Then Jesus cometh and taketh bread and gave them what they were fighting for in the water. And fish likewise he gave them. It's Jesus who will put it in your hand. Yes. Listen. Many pastors, whom you, you, you may not know, they really love God. Sometimes you even wonder, what, this person, how does he prosper? How does he have what he has? Yeah, many of them, they love God. You may not be educated. Many of them love God. Amen. All shortages in your life will end. All shortages and embarrassment of your life are ending tonight by the word of God. The next wages that you receive are the removal of embarrassment and shortages. John chapter 2. John chapter 2. He that receiveth, he that reapeth. Now, this is a, a wedding. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. Verse 3. And when they wanted wine, Jesus, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, 
they have no wine. A wedding, no. No drinks. Is it not an embarrassment? Can you imagine your, you go for your wedding reception, there are no drinks. Like the drinks person didn't come. Sisters, would you like it? Uh, are you having a party and there's no drinks? No drinks. Embarrassment shortages. Shortage. You are in the house. One tea that you are going to make, you have to send, go and buy a tea bag. When the person comes, you realize there's no milk. Go, go and buy milk and come. When he comes, realize there's no sugar. Go and buy sugar. Then you want to eat toast. Why you check the bread? There's no bread. Ah. Then you call your friend who is a baker. Do you have some there? So, yeah, it's, it's finished. But you can check Auntie Flo. She has some. Small bread and tea that you eat. Uh, shortages. Embarrassments. Yes. If somebody comes to your house now, there's nothing. Huh? Do you have anything to offer? One day I visited one of our people who was here. She had nothing. She said, oh, next time you come, I will have something. Ooh. Today marks the end of all shortages in your life. We are short of chicken. There's no meat. We are short of fish. There's no kenke in the house. There's no stew. There is stew without meat. How many have seen it before in your life since you were born? Stew without meat. Soup with garden eggs in place of meat. Instead of meat, it's an, embarrassment. it's an embarrassment. When they ask you which type of meat do you want, bone in or bone out, boneless, and you say bone in, I need more bones. Wow, this is what happened at the wedding. They were so embarrassed. Huh? They wanted wine. Go, go to verse 3. They wanted wine. The mother of Jesus came. There's no wine. There's no wine. Can you believe it? Can you believe what is happening? Can you believe there's no wine? It's a big embarrassment. My son, can you do something? The big embarrassment at the wedding reception. Your 40th birthday party, there is no drinks. Your 21st birthday party, there is no water. Or they go to the toilet and there is no water in the toilet. 
There's no water. There's no water in the toilet. <laughs> the toilet is not working. The toilet is not working. Is it true or it's not true? Does it happen in your life practically? Today marks the end of shortages in your life. Amen. Whatever represents a shortage. Tonight, God is canceling that shortage in Jesus' name. Verse 4. Jesus said to her, Woman! It was not a root. When he said woman, don't think of it that way. It's how they talk in the, the writing. Woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. Verse 5. And his mother said to the servants. His mother didn't mind him. His mother turned to the servants and said, Listen, my son is a mag- magic man. <laughs> I know my boy. I know my boy. I know my boy. He, he's a young man, but I tell you, there's, there's power in what he says. I don't know what he's going to tell you, but what I can tell you is, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. I don't know how he's going to do this one. But I know my boy is a different child from all my children. He's a different child from all my children. I have, I have, I have James, I have, I mean, this, I have, uh, what are the sisters? Joseph and other, I have all, this one is different. Whatever he says, do it and shortages will go out of your life permanently. Shortages will be gone forever. Rice without stew will be gone forever. Water without meat will be gone forever. Canker without fish will be gone forever. Fried yam without anything pepper, without anything pepper will be gone forever. without meat <laughs> will be gone for, forever from your life. You see, some of us we don't know prosperity. One day I went to Argentina and I, they were taking me to a restaurant. I said, what do you have here? They say, here we have meat. Meat. We have meat. This is a country of meat. So when we went to the restaurant, I said they were ordering. So now I don't know what to order. You have to listen what people are ordering. But I didn't know. So when they order, I said, I also want this one. They said, what, what you had? <laughs> hey! When the food came, Yes, a very big plate. Meat. Big. I'm sure one of our, if it's one of our local cows, it's about half of the leg. They have put it on the plate like that. Hey, 
So I was waiting. Is there any rice? Is there any potato? Is there any yam yellow? Is there anything? Oh, I didn't understand prosperity. Not knowing that the meat was the rice. The meat was the kinky. The meat was the potato. The meat was everything. Yes. You look at the meat that they sell. When you go and buy wachi, you see that the meat has been fried to become very hard so that whatever is spoiled in it will die. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the meat is like a bone small one like this is it not true small like this whatever represents a shortage in your family life comes to an end tonight and Jesus said whatever he says to you just, just, just. If he says preach, just do it. If he says start a church, start a church. If he says follow up, follow up. If he says join the choir, join the choir. If he says pray, pray. If he says fast, fast. Whatever he says to you, do it. And shortages will go out of your life. to say. And I know Jesus, I mean Jesus' mother, she didn't know what he was going to say. No one has ever seen such a miracle before. You know what is he go, what on earth is he going to say? Businessman, I don't know what Jesus is going to tell you. Whatever he says, just do it. Just do it. You know, I'm surprised. So many, so many times you see that it's, it's like you, you want, you want, you want, so that God will tell you, do this, do this, do this for the man of God. Sow this seed. Join this aspect. Humble yourself. Be part of this. Pay for that. Be this. Pray about this. We don't do it. That's why there's so much shortage. But Jesus' mother knew. He said, look, this is my boy. Different from all the boys. The next verse. And there were set the six water pots of stone. After the manner of the purifying of the Jews. Containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus said unto them, fill the water pots with water. Whatever he tells you to do. do it. Those of you who like playing table tennis, everything you have an answer. Fill this with water. Oh, uh, sorry, this, play, this one is not for water, it's for wine. Somebody here would have had an argument immediately. It become a long meeting for about 45 minutes just to get you to understand that fill this with water. Jesus will have to explain his anointing. Do you know that I'm anointed? Do you know God called me? You know, there's a reason. It's not everything I can explain. You see, I've seen a secret in the spirit. Can't you see that God is me? Do you think my mother would have told me to do this if it wasn't my... For about 35 minutes explaining who he is.
said, you can't come from somewhere and just tell us what to do here. You can't tell us what to do. What do you know about business? I heard Bishop Oedipo say the same thing. He said, some of his church members were saying, what do you know about business? <laughs> what do you know about business? They are telling us that we shouldn't borrow money. What do you know about business? What do you know about wine? Feel this stupid. You can't come and tell us what to do here. What do you know about, about, about economics? What do you know about wine? So they fill them up to the brim. And he said unto them, draw out, draw out now, draw out, draw out. Another person said, why should we draw out? We've just poured in the water. Why do we pour it out again? You just told us to pour water. Now you say pour out. Decide what you want to do. Make up your mind. Do you want the water in or the water out? It would have become a long discussion. Jesus would have had to explain that, look, I have performed a miracle. And you see, I can't explain all miracles in detail. This is how, I have meetings all the time. I have this type of discussions all the time. Trying to explain, explain, explain. They don't get it. Draw out and bear unto the governor. And they bear it. And the ruler of the feast tasted the water that was made wine. And they knew not whence it was. But the servants who drew the water knew. You see, Jesus doesn't even bother to do his miracle before important people. It's just the servants who saw the power. It was the servants who saw that this man saw the small man. And that's what's happening. You see that sometimes the low people, they can see that there's something working. And the governor of the priest called to the bridegroom and said, Ah! Everybody sets the good wine at the beginning. When men are well drunk, then they bring the, the bad wine. But that has kept the good wine until now. Because wine, those who know about wine, there are differences. There are differences. Those of you who know wine, you know there are differences. Verse 11. The beginning of miracles. The beginning of miracles was the removal of shortages. And the removal of embarrassments. Everybody lift your hands up. Everybody stand up. Everybody stand. Thank God today marks the end of shortages. Shortages of money, shortages of everything in your life. At thy word. At thy word. He that reapeth receiveth wages. When you do his will and do his work. Jesus said, my meat is to do his will. That is my meat. Father, I thank you for what you have done today. Forevermore, I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a million. Thanks a million. Lay hands on your head right now. Father, I pray now in Jesus' name for every one of us here and even for those that are not here. Lord, we have seen like John saw. When he saw the miracles, the power, the prosperity, he knew that it all came from you. And now, Jesus, we ask, humble us, Lord. Give us the spirit of humility that we can see that we may serve you with all our hearts and trust that 
abundance of whether it's fish or wine, whether it's clothes, food, drink, it comes from you. It comes from it comes from being. Give us the heart to see. Lay your hands on your heart. Lay your hands on your heart. Lord, touch our hearts. Touch our heart. Give us a heart to believe in you. That you are a great God. Yes. Let it not be that one eye is looking up, one eye is looking down. Give us a heart that believes in you. No matter the business we are doing, the work we are doing. Help us to see that he that reapeth that receiveth wages. You have not asked us to obey you in vain. No, no, no. Thank you. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. Lift your hands and now thank God for taking away shortages from your home. Shortage of money. Shortage of milk. Shortage of rice. Shortage of oil, shortage of soap, shortage of toilet roll, shortage of clothes, shortages that are embarrassing, shortage of space in your house to sleep. Father, thank you for blessing us and answering our prayers. We receive abundance now. We receive abundance now. We receive the miracle, 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 the miracle of abundance. In Jesus' name, you did not ask the seed of Jacob to serve you in vain. We thank you that it will never be in vain in our lives. In Jesus' name. Your hands down for a moment, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you are here tonight, you don't know Jesus as your savior. Maybe somebody invited you to church. And you want to say, I don't know whether I'm a Christian. I don't know whether I'll go to heaven or hell when I die. Pastor, pray for me, please. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. If you are here, wherever you are, Help me to know God. I want to pray with you right now. I want Jesus in my life. Wherever you are standing or sitting, I want to pray with you. If you want to give your life to God tonight, before I continue, I need to pray with you. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you. I want to give my life to Jesus tonight. Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hand. I see your hand. That is a blessing. I want Jesus Christ. I want Jesus Christ to come into my life and change my life. If you've lifted your hand, come to me here. Come to me in the front here. I want to pray with you quickly. Come running. Come running. Come running to that mercy Quickly. Quickly. this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for today. 
I confess my sins. Please have mercy on me. Please wash away my sins. Make me a new person. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. Cleanse me, Lord. I have done many bad things. Wash me, Lord. I've committed many sins. But tonight, I open my heart and I receive Jesus as my Savior. Thank you, Lord. Every bad thing I was doing, I give it up today. Every bad activity, I stop from tonight and I give my life to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Now, listen. I want you to go with our pastor who is waving his hand. If you look here, see one of our pastors waving his hand. Go with him. He's going to give you one of my books. Then you come back and join us. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Darkwood Mills, please visit our website at www.darkwoodmills.org. God richly bless you. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor Journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC.